the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you look at the people God calls into a service, you'll find that he equips them to perform whatever it is he sets before them to do. Listening today as Pastor Rander explores this anointing and appointing process as it relates to one of the most interesting people in the Bible in this message, Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Brought back to you, and I pray, Lord, that you would just help us to stay focused in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. Good morning. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now we're going to uh, transition to uh, another biblical character whose name is Samson. And so we want to preach a series starting today entitled Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God, but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. We turn to to Judges chapter 13, starting with verse 1. We'll pick up there. Samson was, by the way, uh, we, we will have a test, a quiz on this next Sunday. And so it may be true or false, or it could be fill in the blank. So it behooves you to to take notes and listen attentively as we hear what God has to say. Amen. Who was Samson? Who was Samson? Samson was born in 1090 BC in Zorah, a city in Dan near the Philistine border at the beginning of the Philistine oppression which lasted for about 40 years. Judges chapter 13, verse 1 says, Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Samson was the son of Manoah, who had a wife who was barren. Samson was unique in that his birth and manner of life were foretold, An angel of the Lord who was the pre-incarnate Christ, the son of the living God, appeared to Samson's mother telling her that she would bear a son. The scripture says, look at Judges 13, 3 through 7. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, indeed, now you are barren and have no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. 
So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God, very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Now turn with me to Judges chapter 13. Look down to verses um, 17 and 18. The word of God reads, Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name that when your words Come to pass, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? What lets us know that this angel was the pre-incarnate Christ is the phrase, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? Uh, For in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, The name of Christ is wonderful. The scripture says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful. That's one of the titles for the Messiah. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The angel of the Lord told Manoah's wife that her son would be consecrated and set apart from his birth as a Nazarite. Now, the word Nazarite means to separate or to consecrate. The word Nazarite means to what? Separate or to consecrate. Samson was a Nazarite who was dedicated to God for life. From birth to his death, he was set aside, set apart for the ongoing work and divine purposes of God. Nazarites were required to abstain from wine, from strong drink. They must refuse to cut their hair and avoid touching dead bodies. The angel required Samson's mother to abstain from intoxicating drink, never eat anything that grew on a vine, and carefully observe the dietary laws while she was pregnant. The angel also told Samson's mother that no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. In Numbers chapter 6, verses 2 through 8, It also details the Nazarite vow. You want to see uh, the scripture speaking more on the specifics of the Nazarite vow. That's found in Numbers chapter 6 verses 2 through 8. The word of God reads in that passage. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them. When either a man or woman consecrates an offering to take the vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord. He shall separate himself from wine and similar drink. He shall drink neither vinegar made from wine nor vinegar made from similar drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice nor eat fresh grapes or raisins. All the days of his separation, he shall eat nothing that is produced by grapevine, by the grapevine from seed to skin. All the days of the vow of his separation, no razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. Then he shall uh, let the locks of his hair of his head grow. All the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean even for his father or mother 
for his brother or sister when they die. He could not touch the body of his mother, father, brother, or sister because his separation to God is on his head. All the days of his separation, he shall be holy to the Lord. It was indeed a serious vow. The Lord blessed Samuel because Judges 13, 24 says, so the woman bore a son and called his name Samson and the child grew and the Lord blessed him. He was blessed of God. He was anointed by God. He was consecrated to God. The spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. For in Judges 13, 25, it says the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahana, Dan, between Zorah and Eshtol. Samson demonstrated great strength that came from the Lord. Samson was judged for, uh, from the tribe of Dan, and he judged Israel for 20 years. He was a judge from the tribe of, what tribe? Dan, and he judged Israel for how long? 20 years. During this time, this was a period of apostasy and anarchy. Uh, the area where Samson served was in the valley of Sorek, which is located 15 miles west of Jerusalem and runs down toward the coastal plain, which is called the Gaza Strip today. And in spite of his godly upbringing, Samson was careless about honoring God as a Nazarite. He mishandled his sacred vow. Uh, he was an unstable man and women were his weakness and downfall. The name Samson means son or son-like. However, he ended up in darkness. Samson ended up blinded by the very enemy he was supposed to conquer. Samson died under the ruins of a pagan temple which was a sad end to a promising life so full of potential and possibilities for God. As Pastor Draper continues the message, as unbelievable as it may seem, God calls, equips, and uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. This applies to people just like you and I. Uh, we just have to ensure we're not negligent of our responsibilities. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to explore this topic in this message, Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God, but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. And by the way, all the Samsons are not gone. There are some of you here today who like Samson, some of you today who like Samson are so full of potential from the Lord. You know the Lord. Many of you know your Bible. Many of you don't mind talking about the Lord. And for many of you, you have good church attendance. However, even though you know the Lord, you know your Bible, you don't mind talking about the Lord. Even though you have good attendance, you lack the passion for God, the zeal for Christ. You lack stability. And, uh, and you've allowed some of you, even yourselves, to become distracted by the things of this world, even though you are a Christian and believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you're talking about a strong man who was supernaturally strong, 
this man was some kind of strong. He made he made uh, Superman look like a, a piece of pie, you know. Uh, but let's look at some of Samson's supernatural feats, some of his supernatural accomplishments. Number one, Samson killed a lion barehanded. In Judges chapter 14, verses 5 and 6, it says, So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came and roaring against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Wow. How many of you would face a lion and try to rip them apart with bare hands? Secondly, another amazing supernatural feat. He killed 30 men in Ashkelon, uh, took their apparel, and gave the changes of clothing to those who had explained the riddle. In the book of Judges, uh, chapter 14, verse 19, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and he went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 of their men, took their apparel, gave the changes of clothing to those who who had explained the riddle because he had been duped by a woman. So his anger was aroused and he went back up to his father's house. Number three, Samson caught 300 foxes or jackals. These two animals look so similar that they are often confused. Samson uh, then took torches, turned the the fox's tail, uh, tail to tail, put a torch between each pair of tails, and set the torches on fire to burn up the standing grain of the Philistines. You say, where is that? I'm backing it up with scripture. In the in Judges chapter 15, verses four and five, it says, "Then Samson went and caught three hundred foxes." We were just up in Moranch with the kids and around the dorms there. We saw a fox. It's all kind of critters and things out there. And he was this big fat fox moving around on the patio. I said, don't touch that fox. It could have rabies or something. Leave the fox alone. He was just trying to make his way back to the woods. And uh, this was just one fox and people getting excited. Can you imagine 300 foxes? And he took torches, turned the foxes tail to tail, and put a torch between each pair of tails. When he had set the torches on fire, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistine. Guess what? And burned up both the shocks and the standing grain, as well as the vineyards and olive groves. Those Philistines, they were raging mad for losing their grain. I mean, uh, Samson was creative in his vengeance. Number four, uh, Samson broke bonds and ropes. In Judges 15, 14, it says, when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. The spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax. He was so strong that it's burned with fire and his bonds broke loose from his hands. Uh, Number five, Samson slew 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey. He was was some kind of fellow. Judges chapter 15, verses 15 and 16, it says, he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it and killed a 1,000 men with it. Then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, 
with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. You know, one man killing a thousand men with the jawbone of a, of a, of a donkey? Can you say, I don't know who he had that thing uh, tied to, but they come and every time he hit one drop, because when he, he was so strong, when he popped them, they instantly died. Instantly died. He, and he didn't miss. You know, remind me some character on television where he, I'd get out of this man's way. <laughs> a thousand men were killed by one man who had supernatural strength from God. Number six, Samson, the strength of this man. Samson pulled up the doors, the post and bars of the city gate of Gaza, put those, put the doors, the post and the bars on his shoulder and carry them 40 miles away to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. In Judges chapter 16, verse 3, it says, And Samson lay low till midnight, because they were after him and he knew it. Then he arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two doorposts, pulled them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulder and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Well, we can better take something heavy, Five steps. And he went all of these miles. So this man had supernatural strength from God. He was stronger than Hercules, Superman, and all put together. This man had strength from God. Now, allow me to give you a series of Samson's bad decisions. I want to give you a series of Samson's bad decisions. Now, see, Samson was a judge of Israel. Listen to me closely. He was a leader in Israel. He had the Nazarite bow upon him. He was given supernatural strength. He was set apart for devotion to God and God and his divine purposes. Yet this man made a mess of his life, even though a leader of Israel and even a judge of Israel but don't get too hard on Samson, you know, because all the Samsons are not gone. Uh, we, too, have messed up on God, even though God has entrusted us with his word and uh, with, uh, entrusted us to with his gospel and all of these things. And we have failed God as well. So allow me to give you a series of Samson's bad decisions. Number one, Samson broke his Nazarite vow to God by touching the carcass of the lion, which was forbidden by God. Beloved, it is very important that we keep our vows that we make to the Lord. Samson was def- was all Samson also defiled himself by eating the honey that was from the carcass of the lion. Remember, he wasn't supposed to touch anything dead. Samson violated Jewish law because any contact with a dead body, including that of an animal, made one ritually unclean. In Judges chapter 14, verses 8 and 9, it says, After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, a swarm of bees, uh, swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. And he took some of it in his hand and went along eating it. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them. And they also ate, but he did not tell them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. He, in other words, he held the secret from his parents. Your secret sins will affect those closest to you 
and also spread and weaken the Lord's church. You know why the church is not where she should be? Why the church is not like a light set up on the hill? Why the church is so anemic, so impotent? It's because you got so many saints who come to church looking holy, but they're not living holy. You got so many Christians who are walking the walk, who are talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk. It's one thing to say you're saved, but it's another thing to live like you are saved. And, and, and so your secret sins will affect those closest to you and also will spread and weaken the Lord's church as well as your family. Just because no one knows about your secret sins does not mean that there will not be a day of reckoning before God unless you repent. Some of you think because people don't know what, what you've done, because your mother don't know, because your wife don't know, your husband don't know uh, that you you've gotten by. no. You've not gotten by. There is a coming day of reckoning that you will answer to God for your sins. You may get by, but you will not get away. Be sure your sins will find you out. The scripture says, but he did not tell them, his parents, that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. You young folk, be honest with your parents. Be transparent with your parents. With your parents, uh, stop hiding things to your own detriment. And you grown folk in here, stop hiding your sin and living like the devil on, on Saturday and showing up looking holy on Sunday. God knows your heart like no one else. Why don't you say amen? Number two, Samson desired another bad decision. Samson desired a relationship with a woman who was not from the Lord. He desired a relationship with a woman who was not from the Lord. The scripture says in Judges chapter 14, verse 2, so he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. However, his parents did not agree with Samson's requests because the scripture says in Judges 14, 3, then his father and mother said to him, is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren, among all my people, that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, get her for me. You know, he didn't hear the counsel. He just want what he wanted when he wanted it. Get her for me. Just like your children, you tell you can't have it. And then I want it. Mother, please. Why? Why can't? I'm old enough. I'm 18. I'm 17. You're still a child. You're still under your mother's roof. And you obey. But he, he disregarded the counsel of his parents. And even after his parents said, hey, why are you going there? Why don't you take a, 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 a girl from our people? He's, he disregarded that and said, get her for me, for she pleases me well. My friends, it's amazing that even though intermarriage with pagan women was forbidden by God, it was through Samson's proposed marriage that God was seeking to bring about the defeat of the Philistines. The scripture says in Judges 14, 4, but his father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, that he was seeking an, an, an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. The Philistines were oppressing Israel because Israel had fallen into sin and they, they, had, they, they were apostate. They, they were in a state of anarchy. 
And so these are occasions in scriptures where even though his perfect will is not being done, God sovereignly overrules and works through the rebellion of his people to accomplish his divine purposes. Even though intermarriage wasn't, I mean, was forbidden, here we see God even overruling in the rebellion to still accomplish his divine purpose, even though it was not his perfect will. Number three, Samson allowed his love for a Philistine woman to blind and deceive him. Don't be so uh, in love with a person that you lose your common sense. Don't allow love to become blinding. We must never allow our fleshly desires, our emotion, and our will to usurp the, uh, the word of God in our lives. Whenever you put your desires, your fleshly appetites, your, 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 your impulses, your desires, your emotions, oh, he gives me goosebumps. You can't live like by your goosebumps or your fuzzy feeling. Uh, because he's handsome, because she's cute. You better ask the question before you even date. Is he or she from the Lord? Don't y'all say amen. Beloved, a series of bad decisions will make life so difficult for you. As in the case of Samson, you cannot make progress in your walk with the Lord while continually making bad decisions. Therefore, you must first repent, confess your sins, Cry out to God for wisdom, turn to the Lord, ask him for divine guidance through life's decisions. If not, you will spiral into sin, resulting in confusion, depression, being disheartened, disappointed, which will bring on unnecessary trouble and even premature death. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.